In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Zen Plus Rumors, Core i5, faster than Core i7, and DXR. Welcome to The Fool Nerd, episode 44, recorded on March 28th. 2018. I almost said it was 2015. I'm Gordon Mong with co-host Brad Charkis. I can't believe it's the end of March already. It's insane, isn't it? Already the end of March. And of course, Adam Patrick Murray. Well, controlling. Don't, don't forget our special guest. And our special uh, guest is Mona. That actually has a name. Hi, this Mona. is a mannequin that has been kicking around the office forever. It's... Uh, I think it's used basically to make fun of me, usually, so, no, and to scare people. It, it's something you don't people. understand. It, is Mo, Mona is a hardcore gamer. She loves the Asus ROG Zephyrus. She is, yes. She's uh, our, uh, you know, she's our resident uh, hardcore laptop gamer. No IGP for her. Nope, nope, not at all. It's all about she needs discreet. discreet. Yeah, <laughs> high end graphics. Yes, is that- so, and she has a lot to say. You know, but that, then again, she's also under embargo for a lot of stuff, so she's going to be tight lipped. Yeah, uh, the show. She so. knows all the secrets, so she won't be saying nothing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wouldn't you be wouldn't you be creeped out though if like there was one of those little voice circuits in this thing? Oh no, yes. I know. And it just says something one day. You know, I, I should Mommy. I should just bring up the Gordon soundboard and pretend that that's uh that's our our special guest is you. As you would well. have to auto tune it though. <laughs> uh our normal guests are not here, so we do have Mona here. Uh Elena should be back soon. She's working on something cool. It's coming Very up. Cool. Can't Very talk cool. about it. Total secret. It's coming around soon though. Yeah. So no, I'm intrigued. I don't even know what she's. Oh, you don't on. even you know. know. Yeah, Brent doesn't know. Uh-oh. Doesn't know. It's cool stuff. We're gonna talk about it next week. Hopefully, if we. Uh, yeah. I think I Definitely. forget when all the secret stuff kind of expires. So that will be coming up. Definitely. Um, but I want to get into our first thing because we are on a clock. Yes. On a clock. We're gonna Boom. try to get out, in and out. Let's do it. Not waste your time. Zen Plus rumors, which is crazy. I mean, uh, I, I, although I see now in inside journalism joke, I was like, oh, well, this is a review, right? Cause this is a, this is a full review that we could talk about. So you're going to say, yep. oh, Zen plus review or, you know, but it is not apparently canard PC, which is a French, uh, hardware magazine has published benchmarks and what they're calling as I understand it, a review of the Ryzen 7 2700X. Yep. Um, it's important to note also that before the first generation of Ryzen came out, Canard PC broke a lot of news about it. So that turned out to be accurate. So it seems like they have some pretty good sources in place. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just for the details, from what I understand, I'm reading uh, Tech Power Ups. Got to give them credit. They're, they're writing their, reading their uh, write-up of it, but they tested a Ryzen 7 2700X on... Oh, shoot. I Which I don't think uh, AMD is not officially confirmed part names or anything like that. So this is all firmly in the rumor territory. No, we do know. I think the only thing we know is it's called Pinnacle Ridge, right? That's confirmed. Uh, I, I call that's... it Zen Plus. Okay, Zen Plus. I call it Zen Plus, but apparently it's Pinnacle Ridge. Hmm. Uh, it's, of course, the follow-up. You know, they did talk about it CES to the original Zen. Canard uh, yep. uh, Peace. Canard PC, one one little bit of a controversy with this is they tested it on an A320 chipset. Yeah, I saw that. They used the current motherboards. So a lot of people looking at the benchmarks got a little upset. They're like, this is, you know, X470 or X370 motherboard at least, right? Why are you using this consumer chipset? Do you guys think there's any I- issue with that? Um, I think it could skew results, assuming that this is a legit 2700X chip. I think that, uh, you know, not using... The chipset that's designed for Zen Plus 
could potentially leave some performance off the board. Uh, but, I mean, if they're getting early chips from inside sources, I'm not surprised they weren't able to get an X470 board whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I I'm I'm with Brad. You know the problem with it not being a blessed review, which is, and when you do a review of a CPU, you you know usually they'll say use this motherboard from this vendor, or we'll send you the motherboard, and definitely make sure you have the X BIOS and you have to have this. There's a lot of a lot of switches you really got to throw to get everything to be set correctly, and even then sometimes things don't go right. If well, they, is that part partly them uh, uh, trying to control the message, or is that because they want you to get the best experience? Can you go go into that a little bit? Why? Well, so the example, of course, was the kerfuffle that came up after the eighty seven the Coffee Lake reviews came out. The Core i seven eighty seven K review came out. You know, somebody did a video um, where it was a door TV that did videos like, "Whoa, what's up with these benchmarks that were all over the map here?" With someone cheating, of course. Uh, there, it was a direct allegation, I think, actually, that somebody was cheating. And I got to say, um, so in my test, when I when I started testing Coffee Lake, what I always do is like, okay, I need sanity check numbers. So you give me a few numbers. I run those benchmarks. If my numbers don't match what you're getting, when I, what you're saying I'm this chip is supposed to perform, either I'm doing something wrong or something is wrong with the product, right? So it's mm-hmm. a back and forth with the vendor to make sure at least you're on the right starting line. So I did that. Um, My numbers were still a little depressed over what they had. Um, I went through several BIOS updates from the motherboard vendor, in fact. Uh, I think a lot of other reviewers, they got the thing, they just had to run. And, you know, I I don't really think, I don't describe to the Coffee Lake that there was truly a conspiracy to make it look bad. Hmm. Because last year was insane, right? Last People got to remember last year, Everybody reviewed like 10 CPUs where you might review one two years ago or two, two, two of them. Now you're doing mm-hmm. 10 reviews. You've got all this other stuff. People were just worn out. So I think, you know, it's always best to um, make sure that your numbers match, you know, some calibration numbers when you're doing yep. a CPU review. And then this, People like I, to think that reviewer guides are a conspiracy, like right. them telling you to do this. No, it's, you know, them obviously using software and games that puts their product in the best light but really it's there for sandy check numbers for reviewers that's what a reviewer's guide is so we have sure. a baseline to measure against mm. yeah and then yep. you know I, and of course as a reviewer you go like because they will often say oh you we want you to test with this it's like yeah we know why you want us to test with that because that <laughs> makes you look better right and you mm-hmm. may test with it and say hey it is good and the reason why it's good is this is optimized for them or they've you know they've worked with them they're you know who knows um so, but for this, uh, it looks like Canard PC, it wasn't a sanctioned part, obviously, because these are not official parts. So it does make you kind not of wonder. They even officially announced parts. They haven't officially announced parts, so it does make you sort of question the results. Although they didn't look bad. I just let me throw this out here. They're looking, what, 14%? Oh. Mm-hmm. So we're saying the 1800X, it's about 14% faster. So the 2700X, if it's real, is about 14% faster than the 1800X, hmm. right? That's in a, a series of uh, like calculation benchmarks, like encoding, blender, POV ray. Uh, the way Canard PC did it is ran a bunch of uh, tests and then just kind of average it all together. Oh, okay. Overall average is 14%. Oh, those like okay. multi-core kind of things. Yeah, you know that even that style of of doing benchmarks is is a little. I understand why everybody wants it because you want to. People want one number, right? It's like star reviews. You want you want a four star movie. You don't want to waste twenty bucks on a on a 
two-star movie, right, or three-star movie. So I'm not sure I really agree with that. I think for people who want depth, I would rather have them say better at multi-threading, better for, you know, single-threading, you know, better cost, better for power, all these kind of different metrics. But um, uh, but I got to say, uh, the one thing that, of course, th- throws a wrench in all this is, is whether it's official or not, is Canard PC is a print magazine. So hmm. uh, most people, you know, like, what's that? I don't know what that is. What, <laughs> Hold print on, magazine? what is this print I don't know, thing? Where do you get that? Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you as a former print magazine reviewer, you are extremely under the gun because you have to have your reviews done weeks ahead of everybody else, sometimes yep. a month ahead, depending on their print deadlines. It is mm-hmm. entirely possible this is a real legitimate review that they got a part sanctioned by probably a supplier in France from AMD. Mm-hmm. Say, we know you got to hit your deadline. We don't know when these parts are coming out. Been a lot of rumors, but I, I I know they said first quarter, right? So, yeah, it's entirely possible these are real, 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 real results, not conspiracy results, because they were given you know an early part to make their print deadline too. Yeah, yep. how, how often couple, does that other... happen though? I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Just how often does that happen? That like you know a, a print magazine is able to get something that early and that it breaks. Well, I, I can say in the early 2000s all the time, right? There were, yeah. Well, there but I, were, I mean, lately, yeah. Lately, though, I, I don't know. But, you know, it depends on who it is. I got to say, uh, I have run into reviews where, like, oh, well, you'll get it when everybody else gets it. And even if you're a print magazine or in print, it generally, like, you'll get it when everybody gets it. Oh, Wall Street Journal. Yeah, we're going to send that to you two months ahead of everybody because you're the Wall Street Journal. So you do get preference if for publication, right? High-profile Wall Street Journal. They got the XPS 15 months before everybody did, it felt like. So it does happen. It does happen. Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out as well, in addition to the 14% faster compared to the 1800X in those, uh, you know, productivity-ish creation kind of things. Yeah. Um, it also was about 4 to 5% faster in a suite of games. Um, but in order to do so, it uses about 13 watts more power than the 1800X. So... Huh. Just a couple more numbers from their review. Yeah, and I it's, I kind of wish I I could read French, but I mean, it looks like they're mm-hmm. getting very decent uh, boost clocks out of it, too. Whereas, so they have a, one chart where they did a single-threaded load. I don't know what they used to load it up, but under on, on one thread, it's about 4 gigahertz for 1800X. For, you know, two threads, 37 uh, is 1800X. And basically, everything else is 37. So stock 1800X. Four gigahertz on a single thread load and everything else at three seven. Although there's a comma for some reason, not a period, but that's a joke. Uh, but the, <laughs> the Ryzen 7 2700X, according to Canard PC's you know, review or preview, or we don't know, with uh, SMT off, um, one core they were seeing four three and then SMT off, SMT off, and then for, for two cores, 4.17, 4.2, right. Three cores, 4.1, four cores, four, five cores, four, four, five, whatever, four. And then six cores, four. And then, you know, all the way out to eight cores, uh, you're, they're getting three, nine. Whereas, you know, 1800X, you know, all, let's, be, let's all be honest, it was pretty much three, seven once you got past uh, one thread, right? So, yep. yep. And at the tippy top, you are hoping to get four gigahertz, like on a single core kind of a deal when you're overclocking. So, Right. So it could be if if there's anything to be taken out of this, it's like it could be a decent part, right? right? I mean a very I don't decent like part. I don't like SMT off. 
uh, which is their version of multi-threading, simultaneous multi-threading. Because I know that, yes, it's the same with Intel chips. That can theoretically boost performance. But in the real world, I don't think anybody does that. So, Yeah. Well, let's yeah. see. Idle. Well, idle powers were about the same. Um, yeah, so definitely. So the 2700X uh, at full load was about 142 watts. And 1800X on their measurements, assuming I'm going to guess everything is the same, about 129 watts. So definitely consuming more power. Yep. Under It looks like uh, if that's all legit, I mean, that seems like a pretty solid iterative upgrade to me. Doesn't that sort of percent faster? Doesn't that already sort of follow what we've been seeing too? I mean, you know, decent, you know, very decent single core, single threaded, you know, increase, and then also, you know, a decent multi core, right? That's that's kind of like in line with what everybody's been saying, right? Is there mm-hmm. is there any indication of pricing in there? Uh, are are prices going to move? I don't think I don't see anything here. So of course it's... I wouldn't be surprised if prices get reset to the original Ryzen levels because right now they're selling at like rock bottom prices as they're clearing stock. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a twenty seven hundred X and it's basically the successor to the eighteen hundred X. It'll launch at five hundred bucks just mm-hmm. like the eighteen X did. Yeah, it's a different world though. I got to say, I don't know. I I do wonder because I mean. Uh, it's a different world. We have coffee. It'll be up here. there. I would be shocked if it was under four fifty. Really? Say. Yeah. All right. We're gonna play that. We're gonna play that game. <laughs> <laughs> the pricing game. I think, Always fun. I I gotta say I would I would expect MSRP on seventeen hundred X or twenty seven hundred X Zen Plus. Oh, boy, yeah, that's tough. Four fifty, I would think. I would think it'd be a little, you know, four thirty kind of a range. I would think. Mm-hmm. It's five hundred seems kind of steep, especially with you know Threadripper, not that yeah. far away for core count. Yeah, and then you know, right. I clearly Intel is you know, hey, we're Intel's back in the game too. So who know who knows what Intel has coming? Yeah, what's what's the eighty seven hundred K selling for these days? Three hundred and sixty ish. It has not gotten very. The prices have not gotten great. Like three fifty, I think maybe three thirty if you're lucky. But that's really rare. It's it's yeah, like it's a, about a three fifty to three sixty most places. Okay. Um and I, I'm it's actually selling really well too. So. Uh, as much as a lot of AMD fans would be pissed off over that, but it is selling really well. I can say that, right? Yeah. So, uh, Dragon Kurt uh, on Twitch is is wondering uh, if the first gen Ryzen chips, uh, how much cheaper they'll they'll go because they're already so rock bottom. I we're seeing great deals on them already. Yeah, yeah, right. They're already this month. They brought them down to I think it was three hundred and thirty dollars for the eighteen hundred X. Oh, wow! Which is eight cores, sixteen threads. Oh. You know, for 330 bucks. That's ridiculous. If you're looking to get on chips, I would say get on those now. Don't expect (laughs) 10 plus to launch at those prices. The other day we were looking around and we found the Ryzen 5 1600, which is six cores, 12 threads. And that was on sale for 130 bucks. Oh my God. That is just so good, right? Wow. Yeah. Man, I I almost feel like I should jump on that because I really need to rebuild my system. Oh man, I mean that's, that's like tempting. That's like locked core i five, no HT at that price. If yep. you're lucky, if you're lucky, right? Those are usually core i five, whatever the the uh, quad core is usually one eighty ish. It's really tough to get an Intel with you yeah. know, more than than a dual core for that price range. So God, mm-hmm. that's just insane. That's just crazy yeah. good. But so you know, now we're we're seeing sales, and if you keep a, if you're it, 
We're generally seeing they dropped the prices, what, at CES? So they dropped the prices already. This month, they dropped prices even more. If you keep an eye out for one-day flash sales, I mean, there's a good chance you'll see things like the 1600 right now. So if you're, in the, if you're shopping around, now is a good time to be looking for a Ryzen chip. Yeah, Rusty said he saw yeah the sixteen hundred a couple days ago for uh, one forty nine. That's just like that's like uh, impulse buy. Yeah, right? Right? just yeah. be in a blister pack as you check out of the store. <laughs> Give me some of that Eclipse gum, and I'll take that Ryzen five sixteen hundred <laughs> for one thirty to one fifty for six core with SMT. Well, and uh, Jacob Flores on YouTube says uh, he paid one hundred and fifty for his FX eighty three fifty. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still Hopefully some FX fans out there. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's time to abandon that platform. That's just like the water is basically you're like standing on the prow of that ship as it's going under. It's time to like. I can still get the job done if you're not doing crazy stuff. But it's it's about time. I know. But, you know, when you're looking at a Ryzen 5 1600 for 130 bucks, it's like you need to like. Yeah. You don't want to go down with the ship here, like on Reddit, like, it's still better for the money. Or, or, no, it's, it's really not, not a great Whenever we part. see crazy deals like that, by the way, we try to cover them on PC World when we see crazy awesome deals. So stay tuned to PC World and shout whenever we see something awesome like that. We shouted yeah. that one out the other day. Definitely. You know what I want to note, though, is like, because this really always brings up, like, so classic Intel is like, yeah, I'm going to pick up a core ice, a KB Lake quad core. I'm going to get that, you know, right now the 330, once they start coming out with Coffee Lake, I'm going to pick that up for like 150 bucks. Like, hell no, that no. never happened. Yeah. Intel's like, nope, they're all gone. Vanished, every <laughs> single one of them, right? Oh, weird. Yeah, I mean, Intel is really off. good. At, I don't know whether they just tell everybody to take the stuff off the shelves so they can get higher ASPs, which is a higher price. Or, or would they just manage the supply chain so well that, like, there ain't none left? There's, like, the KB, all the quad-core KB lakes are very hard to find at this point. And you it's really... It's a little bit different now. Yeah. Uh, this generation, like, we've seen, like, the other day, there was a 7,700K. It was, like, 40 bucks off, which is pretty oh, solid. I okay. wonder if they're changing tactics a little bit this generation because they upped huh. the core count. Huh. Yeah, it could so. be that. And then also yield. Like, I know in the old days, they would sometimes roll stuff in slowly, and they'd keep the older product around because it's like we you know we're still making these other ones so huh you know and again we haven't they haven't introduced much right so as far as coffee lake goes so but i i wonder if amd is going to just have an 1800x just kind of like flop around in the inventory like you can still buy this thing in six months or 12 months or whether it's just like no let's just you need to move on so no sooner than later because if it's due in the first quarter or april basically so next month hopefully we'll hear more about it officially uh, so real quick, uh, to go back to Jacob Flores on YouTube, uh, he says he wants to clarify that this was in 2013 that he got that FX uh, part. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> he did reasonable. not get it recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a different that's not- day, right? That was like Sandy Bridge days. So right. <laughs> no, like 2013 would have been, oh gosh. My mind's not mathing that yeah, well. Yeah, it's not, it's not really working. It definitely would have been, uh, Ivory Bridge Haswell. Haswell. That was Haswell days. Kind of like Haswell, right? So, yeah, I mean, for the cost, FX. I mean, for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than Adam. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, let me see. Is there anything else from the PC review? No, not really. I mean. I think we hit the high points. We yeah. hit the high points. I mean, you know, we'll see, right? We still got to wait. We Everybody knows it's coming. They talked about it at CES. So, we'll wait. We'll nice. wait for news. Yeah. Uh, you'll read about it here and hopefully we'll have a review when it's, you know, when everybody's ready. So yeah, hot take, right? 
Hot take. Uh, before we move to the to the next segment, uh, I want to say that, uh, that the full nerd is sponsored by PC World now on Twitch. Oh, is it? Yeah, go oh, to nice. twitch.tv forward slash PC World US. Uh, not only are we streaming the full nerd there, uh, but we're also playing video games. The, the, yes, well, nope. Two days ago, uh, Dan and I uh, played Far Cry Five uh, before it came out. That was that was pretty fun. So, yeah, if 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 you like your nice streaming content, go over to to twitch.tv forward slash PC World. Now back to the show. And now back to you. Thank you for bringing <laughs> us from PC World Twitch Show. Needs a jingle, Adam. Yeah, I know, right? I need some some music or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could like vary something. I don't know. Yeah. You like dun 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 dun. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too close. <laughs> too close. But I'm, I'm not a musical copyright person, but at some point I'm sure it's like, oh, too close to our... Speaking of Intel. Speaking of Intel, yeah. and you know, this is a little bit different for us, but I, I do think it's it's worth bringing up because I, I got to say, uh, the results I'm seeing, and I just finished reviewing this. If you go to PCWorld.com, you can read a review of this beautiful, and I do say beautiful because it is an XPS for audio listeners, XPS 13 uh, new XPS 13, white deck lid, uh, improved keyboard. Frankly, I don't know why anybody else caught on to that, but I, the keyboard's definitely better for my fingers. Um, eighth gen uh, coffee, or no, I can call coffee lake. Eighth gen KB Lake R, and I compared it to the previous generation, previous design XPS 13, which uh, I'm going to open up for our video listeners, video watchers, and. Uh, it's the older design that's been kicking around since the Broadwell designs. They probably put a lot of So Broadwell, Skylake, KB Lake. I'd say it's still nice. Like. So they got four designs uh, yeah. out of the, this chassis. I mean, it really was a transcending chassis. Got you the, the bezel-less look and all that. It's. I mean, I love this thing. It's awesome. Yeah. awesome it's so awesome. small, and it looks like all screen. I've never actually touched one of those. Oh, that's just that's a pretty laptop. Yeah. And, and, the X, and it still has Type-A ports. I and mean, it still yeah, has right? a, a Type-A port, which, yeah. of course, is, yeah, that's a, that's one problem. The, the, the new XPS 13 design does not have a Type-A. Big bummer. But from for performance freaks, I gotta say it's really interesting. So both of these laptops have an eighth gen KB Lake R. One has a Core i7 8550U. Uh, the other one has a Core i5 8520U. I believe I can't remember the the, the exact model number. But basically, Core i5. And it's interesting. Unlike desktop, where it's like, oh, Core i5, you lose hyperthreading on laptops. There's no difference. <laughs> it's like this is a quad core hyper threaded chip in mobile uh, mm -hmm. and or in core i7, core i5, quad core hyper threaded chip. I mean, they're so basically what's the difference. One's core i7, one's core i5, Brad. <laughs> oh, so okay. here's, but the main difference sense. is the main difference has been traditionally uh, core i7 in a laptop gets you higher turbo speeds. So, okay. so they, it's an, it's a, they just basically say, the, you know, maybe it's like, hey, maybe these are better bin parts. We're going to let you hit higher speeds of them. Um, so you get, you know, you you get a few hundred megahertz higher speed out of Core i7 than you do out of Core i5. That's sort of been the traditional way that some of them, mm -hmm. that is breaking down right now. Um, in 8th gen, though, it's really getting interesting. And that is because this white new XPS 13 and it literally is called the new XPS. It is literally kind, yes, kind of like Apple. N. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just beautiful looking. Uh, it's rose gold, I think, which looks actually gold, not rose yeah. to me. But and then white on the deck lid. The the difference is this Core i five. Even though the Core i seven technically has higher clock speeds, and it does, it does. The Core i five will smoke that Core i seven and a lot of multi threaded benchmarks. But it's just wow. like 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? What? what is it? Is it the cooling? Is it dinner? It is, what? Yeah, it's the cooling. So Dell yeah. made a big deal. Says, hey, we're going to put two fans in this, two heat pipes. The previous design, which, you know, got to admit, hey, it's designed in Broadwell days, right? It's for a dual-core hyperthreaded chip. You know, one heat pipe, one fan. Now they're basically almost doubling, you know, the cooling. Not Probably not, but they're, you're definitely getting more cooling. So now they're just they're pushing the clocks way up and like <laughs> so i ran uh, xtu on the the new xps and the old xps remember again reminder both of them eighth gen kb lake cars and for the most part the new one most of the time under a stress test was like you know three three to three oh hmm. and mm-hmm. in a, after a few minutes the the previous design with an eighth gen core i7 kb lake r was two four to two eight so wow. maybe two nine sometimes you were just like depending and you were just like it just it just it just runs at a higher clock all the time, you know like well wow. uh, both of these are by the way updated for Spectre meltdown so these are post you know this isn't some weird thing like oh well the old one didn't have blah, blah, blah. they're both they're both completely updated for Spectre meltdown, mm-hmm. but Core i five in this configuration is faster because it has better cooling uh, than the Core i seven with you know somewhat uh, worse cooling and. Just for some context, the previous XPS 13, it was a fast laptop. It wasn't like oh, yeah. a slug. It oh, was yeah. a, the yeah. previous 8th gen KB Lake R was fast. It blew away KB Lake um, chips, the dual cores and everything. It was a very fast laptop and compared to a lot of other, you know, similar size laptops, a lot of convertibles. It is definitely the fastest, you know, probably the fastest, if not among the fastest. It is a fast laptop. But the It's the been new, our favorite for a good long while now, yeah, right? Yeah, Just I mean, it's a great... Oh, yeah. For a clamshell laptop, it is really hard to beat unless you do a lot. Of, unless you, maybe you are doing a, uh, <clears throat> what's that show they do over at Engadget? If you do like your, uh, if you're doing a web app for people where they pay you money, <laughs> the webcam's not good for you. <laughs> but, well, but, real, real quick, uh, I mean, you're talking about the the updated uh, cooling. Uh, yeah. Does that mean it's able to run, you know, at higher clocks? Uh, have a better cooling system, but the but the actual thermals are going to stay the same. Or are you seeing like an actual dip in the heat coming off the laptop anyway? Well, and, and I did actually measure the actual heat coming off the keyboard. Uh, Dell redesigned it. They also put they were making this big deal like, oh, we put this gore thermal material in it, hmm. and what it is just a little strip of you know super special gore material from Gore the Gore Tex company. Those guys from Gordon's company. Yeah, <clears throat> and it helps redirect out of the laptop and i will say it was definitely about eight degrees cooler on the keyboard really? so wow. it, it does work but wow. i suppose or maybe also you have two fans two heat pipes you know sucking that air out of the i mean but either way processor. it's i mean you're what you're saying is it's cooler yeah but also you're getting higher clocks on the did keyboard it get, did it get fatter no so it's actually thinner it is actually thinner you know like maybe a millimeter thinner it's maybe you know huh. four two ounces lighter it really is almost the same it's a little bit lighter um but definitely, you know, 8th Gen, KB Lake, and it's why I'm, I'm really interested in this core. It could portend for other laptop designs just how dependent it is, is on heat, right? Yeah, right. So, like, for one thing, uh, in the, the previous generation, uh, XPS 13, I believe it's basically set up as a max, uh, I think, 25 watts. So, you, uh, you can, you know, they have, it is a 15-watt part. But they basically boost the performance up to 25 watts for a few seconds, right? It's for X amount of time, and then it just sort of cranks down in speed as it gets hotter. Uh, the new XPS 13, it's like a 28-watt part. And I think, you know, and technically they can both spike up to 51 watts, but probably hmm. we're prob- probably talking milliseconds for that kind of um, 
mm-hmm. power consumption. It's just faster, and, and it is a little bit louder. Um, it definitely kicks the fans up sooner. Oh, if it has two fans, it has well, two I fans. Mean. But you know, in theory, you know it. You know, it should be quieter because you'll finish the load and then you go back to an idle state. So mm. there's some argument for that, but it's definitely louder. There were times where I thought the old one, when you get it going, does get louder to me because it's a single fan trying to move all the heat out versus two fans and two heat pipes. So an advantage. But I do wonder, like, our, as we see, we haven't seen, you know, next generation um, chips for at the high end, right? So I, I kind of want, as we see KB Lake... Uh, G and as well as any next generation parts, like these things are going to be really dependent on cooling. It feels like because I'm I'm blown away that Core i5 is faster than Core i7 in multi-threaded tasks. Um, you know, there's some things where it sort of evens out for really long long runs, but you know, generally mm-hmm. it's just faster. Almost everything except for really light loads where the the Core i7 lets you just kick the clocks up to three five. And Core mm-hmm. i5 rather than Core i7 probably save you a few hundred bucks too, right? A couple hundred bucks. At it least. does technically. You know, in fact, they have this. This is the twelve hundred dollar twelve hundred dollar new XPS with eight gigs two fifty six, and they have a configuration that's two hundred dollars more. That has the same storage, same amount of RAM, but gives you a Core i7. There you go. So I'm like, uh, I, I wonder say, how much is it worth it? <clears throat> yeah, I wonder how much if they can do that with the Core i5. I'm wondering what it does with the Core i7. Yeah, that's actually the interesting thing. Is like, uh, so this new XPS, and I, I generally say I don't think it's worth it for a lot of people because it's already so fast. But yep. I haven't seen the part yet, and it'd be interesting to see. Like, wow, maybe this new XPS 13 is just like at, with the Core i7, like you're pushing 3.8 on those single threaded loads. Who knows, right? I don't know. So, very impressive. But you know, again, this could sort of talk about what we're going to get out of gaming laptops if you know the ones with the best cooling are going to be faster, like much faster. The past year has been so good for PC hardware across the board. <laughs> Talking about this makes me so excited, and I don't even really care about laptops. <laughs> I, you know, I and I like them. I mean, I love them. Uh, Want to use them for non-gaming purposes. So, and both these do have Thunderbolt. Oh, and the other big difference is, previous model had Thunderbolt three. I think it was a two-lane implementation. The new one is a full, uh, all you know, two Thunderbolt three ports. Both no Type four. A. Oh, no and you know one other thing though. A. No Type A. Yeah, that's the no one thing. Type A. The one the lack of Type A is is real is real really sucks. Uh, one thing I do want to add, though, as we talk about the performance of this, is it's like you know, and I'm a little paranoid sometimes. It's like because vendors push out new BIOSes, right? So you get the first BIOS, and it's just screaming fast. They get complaints from customers. New BIOS cranks the clocks back, cranks the fans back, and it gets a little bit slower. Uh, I reran some of the benchmarks on this one. Some things were slower. I hmm. couldn't figure it out, like Cinebench. But on our handbrake test, which is a really long multi-threaded load, it was like. 10 seconds away from when I got, when I originally reviewed it like three months ago on the huh. original XPS uh, KB Lake R. This new one, again, same performance in handbrake because, you know, the boost speeds don't help it. So it's a little bit faster, a little bit faster. So uh, we have a, a, a random side uh, question from Dragon Kurt on Twitch. Uh, he's saying, uh, why do older laptops keep the same name as desktops but don't have the same core count? Oh, you mean for I the... I mean, na- naming is all over the place. Oh, you mean for the laptop models yeah, or yeah, the CPU yeah, the models? Lo- yeah. You know, it's all in branding, right? So XPS 13, like, I call this, like, I, I've seen so many XPS 13s, I've started putting name uh, years to them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really even apply. It's just like, at some point, like, this, this for people who don't know, this is not a MacBook. This is a this is a, an HP X360 13. I love this thing. It's awesome. 
it's basically the same name all the time because consumers go, oh, hey, you have a you have an XPS 13 or you have a Spectre X360. I want one of those, too. They go to the store, they go to the website, and they buy that. They don't. A lot of laptop buyers are not as sophisticated enough to go like, oh, this. They, they don't really necessarily know, like, what CPU or what GPU or what else is in there. They just go, oh, you know, 7th gen or 8th gen and XPS 13 or X360 or Acer or Lenovo. They just mm-hmm. they go by. I mean, honestly, most of them are just not that sophisticated. So yeah. they mostly buy. I, like I mean, it. that's why this, this thing is gold, right? Because people buy the color. <laughs> I think it's smart too because I think it is smart, like from a branding standpoint, to say, "Hey, man, I want a Dell XPS 13." Because a lot of laptops that aren't the higher end ones are named like QV4103VM, <laughs> Rog Zephyrus GX 13. Well, Rog Zephyrus yeah. is Rog Zephyrus. I got that. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, yeah, but it says Rog Zephyrus GX 501. I think. Oh, that's I what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it is, but it's something it like <laughs> But. I think it's smart to have that core name attached to things, and I'm glad that the XPS 13 has kept that up. I wish they had, like the Zephyrus, a little bit at the end, like a numerical designator, so you can tell when you're buying used which one is which. Yeah, and there there is actually a model number to it. I think this is a 9570, this is a 9560, but you mm-hmm. rarely see that anywhere in reference to it. Yeah, so. I, I had no idea. Well, even I like, oh, yeah, I guess there is a model number, but I usually I rarely mention it. Maybe I should start mentioning that. But um, I think most people just go XPS 13. Give me what's new. So mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I forgot what what's the uh, d- the die size on in inside the new chip. Oh, you mean the, um, the process? KB Lake Arts. Yeah, it's for, they're 14 nanometer parts. Oh, OK. It's really funny because I was just thinking like, gosh, you know, because Skylake, KB Lake, KB Lake, Skylake, Skylake, KB Lake and coffee. Or, or KB Lake are basically the same thing, right? So, mm-hmm. well, we have a, now there's just more course. Yeah, yeah. We have a Chris Cotton over on Facebook says, uh, "For once in history, I believe AMD will be ahead of Intel on the process node with seven nanometer this time next year, and Intel will just be releasing their ten nanometer parts." What do you guys think about that? You know, the issue you want to talk about, or I can. There's there's a lot. I'm just good. There's a lot of branding involved to nanometers. They're not actual physical measurements these oh, really? days. So no. You can't directly compare right. Intel's 10 nanometer to Global Foundry's 7 nanometer. It's not that clear of a distinction necessarily. Yeah, it's basically what's happened is uh, tech companies have figured out that people buy. I mean, some nerds will go like, oh, my God, I want the 7 nanometer part. I don't want 10 nanometer part, right? Because you go. It's a, it's a marketing thing, right? It's like megahertz. Mm-hmm. I want... I want uh I want the five megahertz chip. I don't want this four megahertz chip. But the issue is, uh, they they don't measure them at the same spot. So when you know five megahertz, you know it's five megahertz. That's just the clock speed. But what if they're giving you the clock speed of a different PLL inside the chip that runs at a, a higher speed? So in fact, Intel's been making you know I mean, honestly who knows maybe Intel's just like you know like angry because they're behind. You could make that argument, but they've been saying look look. We've looked at competing, you know, fab processes, you know, <clears throat> Samsung is what they would say. And our, our 14 nanometer is it, pretty close to what they're claiming is whatever their 10 nanometer yeah. or something, right? Yeah, 10 or 12 or something like that. And yeah. they actually proposed, they got, you know, Martin Bohr out and he, he, they're proposing that uh, we want, we were pr- proposing to the industry that we go off of uh transistors per you know square millimeter or something like that so that's mm-hmm. actually a determination of really how small things is when we talk about nanometers we're talking about how small it is so if you can actually pack 
more transistors into a die, then, you know, maybe that's something we should use. Of course, I'm sure that would be an advantage to Intel because they're probably ahead. Otherwise, otherwise why, why would they come out and propose this, right? So I, yep. don't, I don't think buying on nanometer really is correct. Although I got to say, I bought my Pixel 2 XL because, you know, it's the new <laughs> process. I didn't want the old one. <laughs> uh, well, uh, John Phillips uh, on YouTube says 10 nanometer is garbage. He wants one nanometer. Yeah, one nanometer. Yeah, <laughs> it's better. It's really? just better. And it better be bitching faster than 3D. <laughs> and cooler. <laughs> I wish we could get that car. More power efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, you know, great stuff. I'm, I, I gotta say not every, everybody's into the, you know, into laptop CPUs. I, I think it's a, it's a great exercise. These things are, are awesome. But again, you know, you looking at gaming laptops, you're very much seeing the same thing. The laptops with better cooling are going to have higher performance for graphics cards and better performance for CPUs. So it's, and, and I, I, I do think one of the real big problems is you go out and you go like, oh, I want a Core i7 because it's two better than a core i5 and <laughs> it turns out the core i5 is actually faster in a lot of things than the core i7 so and this is the same <laughs> same manufacturer i can't imagine like you're comparing a core i7 from company a to core i5 from company b it's it's going to be really messy i think so that makes me intrigued for when these start hitting uh like you know six seven eight pound gaming laptops with their hardcore cooling things see how far they can go yeah, I gotta say. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, with KB Lake, uh, KB Lake G stuff, which they showed off at CES, that's gonna be really important. The cooling's gonna really matter, you know. So mm-hmm. we're we're gonna see, right? I mean, that matters to that. What we know in desktop, it always matters, but for the most part, we have infinite cooling in desktop, so it doesn't mm-hmm. bug us. But laptops can make a big difference. Um, yep. Ah, we are ready to move on to the next topic. You ready nice. to chunk over? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do it. Which, it's of a, course, official. we saved this for last because this is all the high-energy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the future of graphics. Well, I, although I think we should roll two things in this. Can we do that? We haven't. I think we have enough time. So yeah, Brad okay. wants... I want, I want Brad to talk about it because, honestly, I don't know enough about DXR. But <laughs> the other... The elephant in the room is, like, GTC, right? NVIDIA GTC yesterday. It was like, well, how was yes. everybody's reaction to that? What? As a I consumer. the entire thing. <laughs> and it, and it and was I awesome. I didn't up writing anything about it. Uh, it, it was uh, it was almost it was almost as disappointing as watching an episode of The Full Nerd. It's like I oh. want new hardware. <laughs> Where's my hardware, Jensen? It's, it was hurting because they kept saying, uh, "The more that you buy, the more that you save." With all their new, that was the tagline Jensen kept doing. And it's like I want to, I want to buy. Please, <laughs> I want to buy a graphics. Wait, but wait, wait, that was, was their whole pitch? Yeah, was... they, they said that probably a good dozen times. Where, huh. You know, you can buy this. You'd think you would charge you X amount, but it's only $400,000 if you buy two of them or whatever, because you're talking about the big crazy server things and stuff. Right, all the, the, the AI, deep learning, machine learning stuff, and, and no, mm-hmm. nothing that applies. Was there anything out of, for people to know, NVIDIA's GTC, which is uh, a graphics technology conference? Technology. Used to be, of course, InVision. Ten years, amazing. Don't worry, everyone in chat saying that was boring, wasted time. <laughs> you know, I gotta I say, had to, I had to help cover that and the Apple event yesterday. In oh. both of them, I'm done with the day. I, I expected to go in there sweating, being busy, just pounding keys all day. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess those happens. <laughs> but uh, I mean, at least you got something to talk about out of uh, GTC, though, because that iPad was just, whew. yeah, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Apple. 
That's what we need. <laughs> That's really going to win over that uh, Chromebook audience now. So, yeah, the actual more interesting thing happened a week ago beforehand at GDC, the game developer conference, where Microsoft announced that it's adding real-time ray tracing capabilities into DirectX 12. So it can get really complicated and really technical really fast. Um, I kind of did a high-level write-up on PC World. I recommend you go checking that out. Or if you want to get really technical, go check out the white papers on the DirectX blog. And I'll, I'll, I'll post general, the link in the uh, chat. <clears throat> okay, great. In general, uh, ray tracing in real time, i.e. in games, has been the holy grail for graphics forever. Um, it basically mimics virtual light in a real world. Like, it actually treats light how light is treated. When you see movies that look so gorgeous, when you're looking at, you know, the Avengers or whatever, and you're like, wow, that's lifelike. That's because they used ray tracing as opposed to games, which use rasterization technology, is called. Uh, the problem is ray tracing is incredibly computationally expensive. It's very, very, very slow. Like, it would melt computers if you tried to do it in real time in games. Mm. But apparently, between DirectX 12 being closer to the metal these days and graphics cards becoming so much more powerful and so much more efficient so they can use that more power to do more things now. Um, it's apparently getting closer to reality. So, yeah, DirectX ray tracing is coming to DirectX 12 and to basically bring more lifelike uh, shadows, reflections, stuff like that. So is that going to be a component of DX12 or will it be a, a newer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's part of the X12. Um, the Holy Grail is all real-time ray tracing. NVIDIA put out a really interesting uh, video this week with, I believe, Epic Unreal uh, of a little Star Wars, you know, little clip of Star Wars people acting out, making jokes, whatnot, and it looked drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, but that scene, they had, like, I think four or five Titan Vs to create that scene in real time. So, but it was in real time, though. They it was render. in real time. Yep, and they were showing it off at GTC, actually, and then around it and everything to show it happening. But realistically, in the near future, they expect some forms of ray tracing to be used, like uh, in DXR. They expect it to be, like I said, used for shadows, used for reflections. But otherwise, the rest of the game is still made with rasterization, which is what's been used in games forever it basically translates the 3d points to 2d points on your screen and then applies shading and color to it so this is kind of like an extra little bit of sizzle to add that is hopefully a step into the future of ray tracing hmm. aren't so most of them uh, like tour story is of course what people used to talk about were that's uh, that's all ray trace as yeah. well or no yeah oh wow okay i didn't know that what toy story yeah. Yeah, about the ray tracing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. I, I I'm going to bring up something. Uh, uh, John Petty Research, who you know is a probably one of the the preeminent uh, graphics analysts out there, and they track yep. all this stuff. He's basically predicting that uh, consumer, you're going to have real time ray tracing on PCs in less than six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. NVIDIA actually says, NVIDIA is rolling out new technology to support this, by the way. NVIDIA into Volta graphics cards, of which that's, there are no consumer versions available. That's what we're hoping to see at GTC. Uh, 
RTX technology, it's called, you know, ray tracing X, is built. It's a mixture of hardware and software built right into the Volta GPU architecture, which uh, NVIDIA says you're going to need this in order to run DirectX ray tracing realistically. I mean, any DirectX 12 hardware can run it realistically. It's not going to be powerful enough. You need this. Uh, and they said they expect to see games with some form of ray tracing in some basic way as early as this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that's the entire, it won't be the entire scene that's ray traced. It'll just be some of it to sort of. The shadows or the fire or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Wow, this year. And, of course, uh, what hardware is that going to happen? We're talking consumer hardware, maybe? Is that what they said? They just said on Volta hardware. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I mean, but they're talking about it appearing in games this year. So hopefully they release graphics cards this year. God, how would you like to be the NVIDIA? Into- Did you know this at NVIDIA? People don't know this. They have like a, a Maytag wash your repair guy. The guy who doesn't do those commercials anymore. Uh-huh. He's just sitting in a warehouse somewhere at uh-huh. NVIDIA, like reading the paper. And he's like, uh, can we roll these damn Voltas yet to consumers? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> just kind of like waiting. I'm waiting for that call to unleash these brand new cards. Uh, <sighs> the interesting point to me about all this is I, I talked to NVIDIA. I talked to Microsoft. I talked to AMD about it. And nobody would really give firm performance expectations on it. Mm, oh. So NVIDIA said, uh, I forget what the dude said. Word for word, but he said basically, yeah, we might be surprised. You know, current existing cards might run with weight tracing well once we're you know using it in games and it's optimized. But we expect it to need this RTX technology, hmm. voltage use, etc. But Microsoft describes it as fundamentally compute GPU compute like technology. So I asked AMD, hey man, you know, Radeon cards excel at compute. That's why all the miners want them. Do you think that the special sauce you guys bake into Radeon hardware will help with, you know, direct X-ray tracing? And they're like, eh, remains to be seen. We don't want to talk about anything. Nobody wants to talk about any performance expectations at this point. Hmm. hmm. So. That's, uh, but uh, it's still intriguing that it's happening because it is something that's been discussed for a long time. And it, it, it still seems a bit like a future-facing technology, but the baby steps, the groundwork is being laid. That's uh, a big deal. Spectre uh, is asking, will multi-core CPUs take the load of ray trace? Is that a, <laughs> is that a way to go? Yeah, that would be new. No, yeah, no. It's all, it's all done in the GPU. Yeah, and there's, there's... There's a big paper that tells you why. You can look it up on the DirectX blog. <laughs> uh, in fact, there's even one... It's like a, a basic benchmark that I still use. It's called Pauvray. You can go download the benchmark right now and run it. Uh, render it out on your CPU, and it'll take one frame, one frame. Of course, the entire scene is ray traced. It might take a minute, two Oof. minutes. Oof. So Oof. that ain't going to happen at 60 frames a second at 4K. <laughs> so not on a CPU anytime soon that I can think of. Yikes. But it's already getting baked into. They've already baked it into... Uh, Unreal, they, they're baking it into uh, what's Unity. EA's wow. Frostbite is going to be including this. EA's Seed, basically their R&D advanced stuff section, put out a real beautiful video of a real-time ray trace thing that obviously had a crap ton of hardware thrown at it. Don't expect it now, but to show you a vision of what could be. Is it real, though? Because I, I got to say, as someone who's been watching this for a long time it feels like every few years they, they they bust out with their ray tracing demo and say we're getting closer 
And that it, and it's been going on for like 18 years where it's like we're getting closer. It's like it, it ain't never happened yet. So it's just, <laughs> but, but I, I mean, think the fact that it's there, right? That's a good sign. I think at this point, like talking to these different companies, like I said, I talked to Microsoft, AMD, NVIDIA. They all said the dream of a fully real-time ray trace game, if it happens, is probably still 20 years out. Oh. So what this is, is getting the steps in place to put in, you know, it's actually getting put in DirectX now. Graphics cards today are so much more titanically powerful than they were five, ten years ago. Uh, And by using the technology where it makes sense for these shadows, for the fire effects, for the reflections, you can start working towards that future. We can start seeing benefits from that theoretically in the near future. I I just, I mean, (laughs) 2038 though, (laughs) I can't imagine like 30, 40 years from now, holy smokes, that's like. I, yeah, but that's like movie quality, though. It'd that's be like my kids' kids will be traced. playing it. <laughs> my kids' kids will be playing it. They'd be like, the only way I'm ever going to see that is if they throw me in a cryogenic machine. It's just like, not going to happen. Oh, um, the Side note, uh, Tiger Gong on uh, Twitch is asking, when can we expect graphics cards with GDDR6? GDDR6. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the next generation of graphics cards, mm-hmm. but... Who knows when we'll see that at this point. <laughs> yeah. They're selling the ones that are two years old, hand over fist. Nobody seems in a rush to launch new ones. So. And what about that whole uh, that server card? What was that server card that they announced? <laughs> they called it. That was my favorite part of GTC, actually. At uh, Jensen Huang or whatever, the, uh, the CEO said, this is the biggest, most powerful GPU on the planet. But it wasn't a GPU. It was a server rack filled with like 40 graphics cards. But he was calling the collective as a GPU. Huh. Well, I guess that's all GPUs are, though, right? Or collections. <laughs> collections of collections. Mm-hmm. And it, didn't it have like some insane amount of memory in the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget the details. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. 32 to gigs or details. something like that of HBM2. All the Titan Vs now are getting upgraded. They originally came out with uh, 16 gigabytes of HBM2. Now it's getting doubled. Wow. Yikes. I, I don't know. I, that could be a good sign that maybe the yield on HBM2 has gotten so much better or maybe it's just sucking up all the HBM2 so that A and B can't use it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I that too. Yeah, hey, we want to double our order. Double our order. But that's crazy. We would have to... Uh charge you so much and nobody else could get it well that's not a problem these are very expensive <laughs> cards we're selling or you could sell to your other client it's selling those cards for a lot more a lot lower we're selling these for a lot more <laughs> uh, actually i that actually brings up a segue to one thing i do want to bring up that we we talk about i and i hadn't heard about this but there's like uh so there's a an update on a to 64 that came out yesterday and i went through and i looked in the update notes and of course, I can't find them now. But there's another GTX 1060 that apparently has been in the works. Another, yeah, no, there is another. Brad, cool. I don't oh, think no. Nvidia has ever mentioned it. Uh, like you were saying, Gamers Nexus mentioned it. I think, yeah, earlier this year. Uh, it's for China or Asian uh, internet cafes, basically, right? Gaming cafes, hmm. five gigabytes of memory. <laughs> what the hell's the point of that, though? I mean, so current 1060 is six gigs. The three gig is three gigs with with fewer uh, um, uh, units, right? Uh, 
That one's also cut down in performance. Yeah, cut yeah. down in performance, cut down in RAM. But like, so I, I so if you download Ada sixty four engineer, the one that I downloaded, it says uh, GPU details for NVIDIA GeForce GTX ten sixty five gig, as well as Quadro V one hundred and Titan V. So they're basically making a five gig card that will not be sold here. But why? What the? What's the point? How much really are you going to save? I guess. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I have no idea. They haven't said anything about it. I have no idea. <laughs> anything about it. I wouldn't we, be surprised. We should have just, just, told... just Go ahead. With the GTX 1060 line, they're just like, yeah, sure, let's call this a GTX 1062. <laughs> we should have just yeah, said... Yeah, sure, let's call that a GTX 1060. Bro, we are announcing a brand new card, everybody. GeForce... 1065 gig. You're like, what? <laughs> this is a third one. Isn't it like a 2060 you could introduce? 1160 something? We're like, Mike, it feels like if you may see the, the, the new um, uh, uh, Mad Max. Yes. Where the, they're like, the, the one person controls all the water. And then everybody down there just, you know, with no teeth and just kind of wearing rags and everything, like, water! And then once in a while, they, <laughs> and the water comes out, and they get enough to, like, fill a cup and then run away. It's like, That's what it's like for graphics cards. It cards. is right. Well, it's right now for, yeah, for graphics cards. Like, <laughs> uh, ASRock is making graphics cards now, as we're, if we're doing asides. I just was writing that up before we came on here. ASRock. ASRock got into uh, graphics cards. They put a page up today. It's been, you know teased for a little bit but it was put up today all radeon exclusive uh rx 550 through 580 were they branded as gaming cards phantom gaming oh okay phantom and then really gaming. so it's only but it's only amd yeah only amd oh. wow interesting so. huh okay well heck another tidbit <laughs> just like it's just yeah, so throw sad that in there Everybody's expecting new GPU news. And that's all we got. Loving all, we are getting news on all these yeah. two-year-old graphics. Yeah, cards. yeah. Five gig version, <laughs> and Azrock is making Radeon cards now. Yeah. Well, uh, ZR1 Gamer on YouTube says uh, Azrock, good guys not signing up on GPP. <laughs> How do you know? Ah. Oh. Maybe there's an RPP now. Ah. Oh. Uh, Who knows? We don't know nothing. No new, new new developments really on that GPP front. GeForce Partner Program. Uh, except that people are saying that there are cards that are, I, I can't take us too far down the rabbit hole because we are rapidly running out of time, but yes. uh, apparently some partner, some video cards are not being branded as Radeons are not being branded as gaming cards. So mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, again, mm-hmm. let's, I, I do want to withhold judgment until we see a little more evidence of that. So we'll see. But yep. So real quick, let's... I've, I've, I've asked questions about it. People aren't very forthcoming, but these companies are never forthcoming about detailed business relationships yes. with the suppliers anyway. Like if you go at Sapphire, how many GPUs does AMD send you? They won't tell you. You're never going to hear that information. So it's not weird that people aren't talking about this. Right. And I have actually asked a couple of people around and ain't no one saying anything. So nope. who knows? Hmm. You could take that as meaning silence. Silence is deafening, as they say. Or it could just mean like, we don't talk about that stuff. That's money stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Uh, we got any questions before we get out of here, Adam? Yeah, let's. Uh, we've got like two minutes left, All so right. everyone, uh, you know, ask your questions away in chat because uh, we we got a couple minutes. Uh, the first one, I, I don't know who it's coming in from because it it was a bit ago. But uh, are they saying are 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 we going to get real time ray tracing before Half Life Three? 
<laughs> Half Life Three will be ray traced. Twenty forty eight. That's the answer. I'm going with Gordon's. Twenty forty eight. That's what they're holding now. Real time. Half Life Three will be ray traced. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think if I understand it, they're basically building a, 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 a an AI team up at Valve so they can transfer their essence. So they can continue to work on Half Life Three out to twenty forty eight. Half Life Two Episode Three. Yeah, whatever. Uh, oh, there's a five gig version of Half Life Two. I understand though, five gig version of Half Life Two. Uh, so, uh, ZR1 Gamer uh, on YouTube is asking, uh, what are your expectations with Navi? I don't expect it to come out this year based on their roadmaps. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was an easy one. Is that really named after uh, the Cameron film? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, David on YouTube is asking, uh, are 4K 14, or are 4K 144 hertz monitors finally coming? I hope so. Uh, NVIDIA said they are coming in April. Our own sources have said they're coming in April. I hope they finally do. Those are G-Sync HDR panels. And that would be amazing. The thing is, there's still no graphics cards because we haven't seen new ones that can drive a 4K panel at 144 hertz. Mm -hmm. But what? it'll be nice to get them. Why yeah. not just run SLI, brand? <laughs> Uh, a question coming in from Gordon. Uh, why don't you run SLI, Brad? Yes. That's <laughs> because I respect my hard-earned money. <laughs> uh, Ryan Williams on YouTube is asking, uh, is the RX 580 uh, 8 gig still a deal at MSRP if uh, he can find it? If you can find it at MSRP, buy it ASAP. Still yes. good. All right. Uh, you won't find it at MSRP unless you have a buddy somewhere. What is MSRP on that? Is it uh, 350? 240? 250? Hell, I'd buy it for 250. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damien Wilson on YouTube is asking uh, Are the BFGDs still coming out this year? Answer no. Next. <laughs> well, no. well they, said, they said summer. <laughs> we'll see. So, yeah, you, you guys still think? Yeah, I, I think we'll actually see something out there, hopefully. I mean, it was pretty rough at CES, but. I like the concept still. It's it's got a lot of development. To go. Well, actually, well, if we apply the the one forty four four K HDR, should be out summer of twenty nineteen, right? That's Boom. probably about <laughs> perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. These G Sync HDR monitors are like really pushing graphics uh, monitor technology because they're like HDR thousand nits, quantum dots, hundred and forty four hertz, four K, like all these crazy, you know, every spec you can throw at it. So. I'm not surprised they're seeing delays. I wouldn't be surprised if the BFGDs get delayed too, which are basically 60-inch TV-like gaming displays. Nice. Hope not, though. Uh, ZR1Gamer on YouTube is asking, uh, thoughts on HBM APUs. Do you think they make sense? No. Too much, too expensive. Way too expensive. Well, I KB Lake G is HBM too, right? That's, that's, that's not an APU, though. Nope. I like this. It's like rapid fire. Yeah, what do you think right? of this? Nope, too expensive. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, Chris Robbins is asking, uh, how is Brad's new monitor? Brad's new monitor is getting set up as soon as this show is done. Nice. So I will yeah, tell you next that's, time. That's why we're ending it early. Brad's like, <laughs> God, God, <it's> like <laughs> I'm testing want... the Samsung CHG70. Uh, it's uh, 
20, you know, a 1440, 144 hertz HDR FreeSync 2 monitor. The first time I've tested FreeSync 2 or HDR. Nice. So I'm really excited to see if it's as impressive in my office as it has been at CES and other trade shows. You're going to run a Vega 64 with that? I guess. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try a couple different cards. So uh, WTF Shelly uh, is asking, is there a bigger R7 APU coming out? Doubt it. Because they only have so much die space, so. Yeah, and again, it comes down to why, you know, if you're buying a Ryzen 7, you're going to go discreet, most likely, so maybe not. I don't think it makes sense. Who knows? Uh, All right, and uh, last one uh, from Elvis, uh, good old Elvis, uh, saying, does the Dyson still suck? <laughs> Apparently, only if you they send it to you as a sponsor video it doesn't suck. So actually, I I did. This is totally unrelated to uh-huh. what's going on out there. Uh-huh. I did buy a Dyson, not not the one that everyone was talking about, but the V7. And yes, it it does suck. How is it though? But in a good way. I, so I realized when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago on on the game stream or whatever. Um, I I have all hardwood floors. Oh. So, yeah, since I got hardwood <laughs> floors and it's like a, a a big studio, like, yeah, it's it's great for that. How it's many fun. cats do you have? Just one right now. See, you don't <laughs> even know. Whether should, their, their torture test should be like uh, Cat Lady with shag carpet. <laughs> like that would be like, the, oh, my God. That would, like, kill everything. There is no way I it would handle I, that. Now, that is a video I would watch, though. You know the perfect one? <laughs> Josh Norm, who I used to work with at a previous publication, he's now over at IGN, but uh-huh. um, that's like, he was cat lady guy, because he just helped rescue cats. But mm. he would come in, and it would look like he he looked like Chewbacca in the morning. There'd be oh. cat hair everywhere, <laughs> and he would send pictures of his computer, and it would just look like, it looks like the inside of your vacuum cleaner full of cat hair, says computer, because it was just like <laughs> vacuuming everything into it. Yeah, he should get the Dyson. They should send the Dyson to him. There you go. Nice. See if it works. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's. We're done. Okay. Hey, look at up. That. Go. Yeah, an hour. Incredible. Boom. Yes. We did you it. Set your clock by. We are going to make it short enough so you can set your clock by it. Well, it, it, it did. It's unlocked. Yeah. Well, and it, it did help that uh, our our guest Mona. Uh, she was pretty. She didn't have much to say. She it's all was, secret. Yeah, it was all the secret. She knows her, so. about everything. Zen plus. Uh, upcoming Intel CPUs, Core i11. I mean, she could have told. She could have told us everything, but she chose not to. So she has an NDA. Yeah. Uh, she knows all about GPP. Yeah, right? everything <laughs> knows the full secret. <laughs> Area fifty one. Ah. Kennedy. Everything. Dang it. Knows all of that. Dang it. Locked up in her little head. <laughs> All right, so check back in two weeks for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review. If you do, I will absolutely not send you all the extra free CPUs I have. Repeat, (laughs) will not send you free CPUs if you... I'm just kidding. Please do review us on (laughs) iTunes. You can also listen to us on Google Play and Stitcher. If you want to send us old-fashioned email or fax, I guess, send it to thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Maung with Brad Charkas. Adios. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Don't suck.